you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, football. Great night of football. Last night to kick off week two, our show brought to you and presented by our friends at Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in the greatest city in the world, New York City, on this Friday. My name's Kay. Peter Schrager is back. Kyle Brandt is here. And Chris Carter has another three hours on GMFB. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. football at the top of the show today. Then oh, people love the football. Peter, Chris likes to work with a football. I don't touch a football. I didn't play football. I yeah. don't touch football. We do all these promotional photos. I say, get that out of my mm. face. Me and too. Trey's and I like, nope. the right to hold that football. Mm-hmm. Well, you just live it. I live it and breathe it, but I do not hold the football. You're part of the show. Add you a few with your tweets. I got highlights from last night. Right now, let's go to FedEx Fields. Let's oh. do it. Daniel Jones has never lost to Washington, but he's never won in prime time. Okay. Something's got to give. Here we go. Washington 30, Giants 29. They blew it in five different ways. That penalty was only one of them. Washington gets the one and one. Heineke, Jones, McLaurin with 11 catches. And Graham Gano has made 50 straight field goals in a lot. Have you seen this guy? Meanwhile, Taylor Heineke. straight. He's talked with a Thursday night football crew, and we're like, Taylor, this team's pretty good. And he says, hey, we got dudes at every position. Do you believe with the job that you've done here oh, tonight, yes, great that question. you have earned the right to start at quarterback for the Washington football team the rest of the year? I do, uh, and I have confidence that I can do it. So um, if those guys in the, in the locker room and the facility believe in me, that's all that matters, um, and I think they do. So let's try to keep this ball rolling. How far can this team go, Taylor? Shoot, uh, you know, you look at every position, uh, we, got, we got dudes at every single position, and, uh, you know, I think the only thing that can beat us is ourselves. So I think we're as, we can go as far as we want to go. 
It was such a fun game. And it was an NFC East battle, of course. That'll be going down to the wire up until the playoffs begin and even further uh, into 2021. I'm so excited about this and this game and how it all went down. And for Heineke, what a story for him. Mm. Chris, what was your big takeaway from the last second win over the Giants? Under the toughest conditions, that's where you really should judge players. And beginning the game, got off to a rough start, had pressure, got sacked. Only sack, I think, that they had of the night. At the end of the game, a lot like Baker Mayfield, mm. played a really good football game, but made one mistake. Now, it wasn't only his fault. I mean, they had a great play call for him and Terry McLaurin. They were going to run a pick route, but he decides to stay on Scary Terry compared to going to the back, so he throws the interception. But for me, the moment of truth was, mm-hmm. what is the offensive staff? Because I hear what they say in the press conferences. I know what they tell people. But it's all the truth when they call the plays. When they pull out that call sheet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know if the throws are risky and if they trust the guy. And you could see immediately they went in attack mode after the interception. And that, to me, you got to give Scott Turner and the staff there at Washington a lot of credit because he showed, okay, I still got confidence in you. You made one mistake. And you could see that in the play calling throughout the game, which led to the field goal. I agree. I think Washington has some really good players I don't know if they're a really good team yet, but who cares? I don't care if anybody loses week one. We talk about it all the time. Bucks lost week one last year. The Browns lost. You can't go into. You can't do it. The numbers just bear it out, and they didn't. And this is why we talked about yesterday. Like, what's this going to be like without Fitzpatrick? What? It's almost like they still had him. Heineke reminds me a lot of him. He's a chucker. He'll make a big mistake, but he has that contagious energy around you that gets everybody fired up. And listen, Heineke and McLaurin was a real thing against real DBs, real corners. Like, that looked like a great combination. I watched this, and I'm thinking, how are the Cowboys and Eagles stopping this? Because they're really good, really confident. And I know it got really weird at the end of the game, but Washington won. And now they, they go on, and they're one and one and we can talk about them as winning this division. Playoffs, who knows? Giants, Peter? I don't know. No. And let's go to the Giants. You want to? Because I think Giants fans still might have the NFL Network on from last night. And if they haven't broken their TV by throwing the remote at the screen, Joe Judge preaches discipline Mm -hmm. and accountability. And I'll give you a pass for the laps over the summer if in the regular season your teams are accountable Mm -hmm. and they preach discipline. This one was tough for Giants fans to swallow because Daniel Jones played awesome last night. It was awesome. And you finally got the performance you wanted from Daniel Jones. And Jason Garrett's game plan, which is easily picked apart, and he's a pinata on a lot of uh, local shows here in New York, was really good. Mm -hmm. And yet it was the special teams, Joe Judge is a special teams coach, and it was the discipline and accountability that leaves you head scratching. Um, Giants fans, the Giants lost this game probably seven times last night. And they had a chance at the end and they weren't aggressive enough to win it. I think if you're waking up as a Washington fan, Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. If you're a Giants Mm -hmm. fan, it's a tough Mm -hmm. one to stomach. Mm -hmm. I was really disappointed in the Giants coaching staff because I don't know who they thought they had on. Maybe they thought they had LT, Carl Banks, Jim Burt, and those guys on defense. So they were going to settle for the field goal. Yeah, I brought his name up. (laughs) Great one, Chris. Yesterday. Look at you. You need to go for the touchdown there. Mm. After that interception, they lost all their sense of aggression. Like, let's finish this off. Let's take it down. We got confidence in the quarterback compared to the other side where Heineke throws the interception and they get aggressive. Yeah. So that right there was puzzling to me. Don't you think Heineke deserves some credit? You're giving the coaching staff, you know, they, they had faith in him after the interception. I feel like we are, we are just going on a couple first dates with Taylor Heineke. We're just getting mm. to know him. Mm-hmm. We don't know much mm-hmm. about him. And so every time we hang out with him, we learn something. I learned yesterday he's got no panic, no panic button. Kim Jones joined us and said he's ready for the big stage. And I was like, all right, well, that's going to be on the back pages that if he's not able to perform mm. under the bright lights. What did he do? He throws that interception. He looked calm as can be on that final drive. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, I think you make a great point there, but this is the problem. 
It's the player's job mm -hmm. to create confidence in the coach in practice. Mm. You can't wait to get in the game and create that. If he hadn't done that in practice, you're right. You could see. So he is responsible for the success and the confidence that the staff had. I don't had. know if he can keep it going, but it was fascinating to watch. And congratulations nice. to Washington. It was a great day. Yeah, I love great it. Great day. Didn't even, mention, didn't even mention the ex-girlfriend Cam Newton once the entire night. No. Right. And we shouldn't. She yeah. didn't even come up. She's bye -bye. history. Hard not to be excited about that date yeah. if you're a Washington uh, fan. Let's bring in Ian Rappaport. This morning we saw an impressive performance from Taylor Heineke. I was all about it. He got the golf, uh, the, you know, he completely lost the interception from his mind and got the win for his team. What is the timetable for Ryan Fitzpatrick, the other sort of ex-girlfriend in the mix here? <laughs> well, let's start with Fitz's timetable. From what I understand, and he really spent the last three or four days trying to figure this out, seeing experts, seeing doctors, getting a bunch of different medical opinions to figure out what was the next course of action. He is going to go at his hip issue, which, of course, remember, his hip subluxed, which went in and out of the socket. He is going to go at it non-surgically, so he is going to go with the rehab option. And from what I understand, he is out about eight weeks. Maybe come back a week sooner, maybe be ready a week sooner, but probably about eight weeks, which means he is likely out until mid-November, which is fine. Fitch obviously was the starter week one, going to come back mid-November. But then you see Taylor Heineke come out last night and play the way he did. It does add a different variable to the mix. Does he come in and keep the starting job? If you're Fitz, obviously Washington does want him back. Absolutely no doubt about it. They want him back. Believe he'll be back this season. But the way Heineke played, the belief this team has in him, he's younger, he's cheaper, perhaps representing a bigger future. If they're winning games like they did last night and Heineke plays as well as he did, does he keep the job? This is obviously a big question going forward for Washington. Here's the deal. We're going to play Mad Minute. The three of you will share 60 seconds, just a minute, to break down the slate of matchups for Week 2. And I want to start with the Panthers, the host of Saints. What has you most excited? And we'll start with Kyle on this one. Jameis, 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 Jameis. Uh, most exciting player in football right now. Every piece of evidence we have for him over years and years says when he goes up, he will go down. I, does he just stay up? Is he actually on the roller coaster I've been putting him on? Or is he on that Six Flags ride where you just go up and spin around and look at the whole park for a few hours? Jameis, have another day. You should be the story of this year. Peter, what do you think? How about Matt Rule, the coach of the Panthers? He can walk out of this game being 2-0 and and atop the division and saying, hey, guys, we got through it. 2-0. and We beat the They've lost eight of the last nine games to the Saints. He's obviously never beaten the wow. Saints. I, this is, to me, a game where Rule looks at his players and says, we're not going to be this team's doormat forever. Let's go back and get this thing. They're in our building. I think the Panthers might pull an upset here, too. you got to talk about Sean Payton. Okay. If, if Jameis is the conversation, yes. the reason Let's is because it. of Sean Payton. And just not only because he is a quarterback whisperer, we say that about a lot of people, but he's really one. But what about the adversity this team has faced mm -hmm. through the years? Every time, Sean Payton has stepped up. And I think Sean Payton likes it that way. The Saints have won eight of their last nine against the Panthers. The one loss was week 17, guys. 2018 when the Saints rested all their starters to get mm. set for the playoffs. Okay, the Niners are heading out east to take on the Eagles in Philadelphia. What are we watching for? Here's Shrakes. Uh, Chris, you played for the Eagles. You know when things are tough with the Eagles, the fans let you know about it. But when things are good, there may be no more loving and emotional fan base that there is. And Nick Sirianni right now is 
walking on cloud nine. That, mm. no, he went from being the joke of the fan base on morning radio to now being the savior of the fan base. I heard he drew tears in the pregame last week against Atlanta for week one. Wow. What does he have in store? They're home underdogs, but Philly is in a fervor. I know a few producers on our show, Mark Grillo is his name, is about to you know, do a statue of uh, Nick Sirianni. The Sirianni so, statue? That's the, exactly the right. Wow. Watch Sirianni bring out the triple option. This is what they're going to do. Huh. Read option with Jalen, all right? If he ha- the, the running back's going to take it, or he can pull it back and run it, or watch him throw in the bubble screen. He's going to use some of Kyle Shanahan's stuff against him. Watch how many times they utilize that against that attack 49ers defense. I, I love Jalen Hurts and Sirianni, too. They may run into a brick wall this weekend. I don't know. They, you, you hyped yesterday the Nick Bosa experience. There's a lot of good players on the Niners. One of these teams is going to be a very shiny 2-0. I think it's going to be Philly. Ah! And we'll see what Jalen Hurts can do. He is the first player in NFL history to rack up over 1,000 yards through the air and 300 rushing yards through his first five career Mm -hmm. NFL starts. We'll see if he can follow that string up and keep it going after what he did against Atlanta. Okay, it is the Rams taking on the Colts. This one's in Indy. What is intriguing you about this one? You and your girlfriend over there, the football. (laughs) When, When I look at a team like Detroit, they're not in this game. But over the last 30 years, three best players. Barry, right? Mm-hmm. Megatron, mm-hmm. and Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford got out. Yeah. And I always love to see him. He's got a, in LA, with that offense, married to that coach. You're talking about a perfect marriage. I'm so happy for him because he's really one of the great guys we have playing the game. He is a great guy, and so is Quentin Nelson, and so is Aaron Donald. I'm doubling down <laughs> fat on guy, this. Fat it's guy the most alert. anticipated guard tackle matchup I can remember in my lifetime. Um, First first play, running play. We're going to run it right off the bat. I don't know who wins this thing, but I almost feel like they should come out in those giant diapers and their hair pulled back like yeah. it's a full sumo this match and it. they're going to stomp. I'm here. I'm here for it. Peter. I love it. Amazing games on ESPN 7. <laughs> By the way, it's going to be on Hard Knocks, as it turns out, yeah, right? Apparently. It what is. the hell? I found that out last night. Uh, real quick, McVay didn't even go deep into the playbook last week. It was like they had this big lead on the Bears. They kept it very vanilla. I think there's a lot more in that playbook. Expect Deshaun Jackson to play a role in this one. Oh, we always, me and Kyle always forget about Deshaun I always, Jackson. I'm always like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was out the there a lot last, year, last week. The last time the Colts beat the Rams, guys, was 2009. It was in the Edward Jones Dome. Peyton Manning, obviously the quarterback for the Colts. Who was the Rams quarterback? Ooh. Anyone? Uh, Garcia? No, the guy, uh, Sam Bradford. Mark Bulger. Mark Bulger, that's the one I was looking for, West Virginia. The divisional battles continue. The Bills heading down south to face the Dolphins. What are we looking for, Kyle? Uh, Josh Allen's never lost to the Dolphins. It's never happened. He's 5-0. and He's dominated them. It's like incredible statistics. He rolls it up on him. But this is a pressure-packed game. Mm-hmm. Not for the Dolphins, whatever. They won the The Bills can't go 0-2. They cannot. Not with this climate. Not with that city. Not with that state. Not with that buildup. Josh Allen needs to have a game. It's fine if you lost week one. It's okay. You've never lost the Dolphins. If he does this weekend, oh my gosh. I take it what are we the, doing? I take it from the flip side. I take it to Flores. Like, he's 0-4 against Josh Allen. This guy completely owns him, and Flores is a defensive mastermind. It's like, what are we going to do it if not now when it's going to be hot as all get out down there in south florida stop stealing my uh, nose i think uh, it's going to be a tough uh, that happens i honestly feel yesterday. like september early in the season the bills could be 0-2 after this thing and the dolphins would have a three-game cushion oh my they'd have the tiebreaker yeah anytime you look at the dolphins and they are successful look at their early season and their one o'clock games playing at home it's a real thing it's going to be 88 i showed them the weather report yesterday it's going to be 88 it's going to be humid you said i it. make my home very very close to there and the teams from the north have a hard time, especially early in the month. So, if the Dolphins are for real, okay, you got to be a dominant team, 
September and October, hurricane season mm -hmm. when the humidity is mm -hmm. way up and people come down there to melt. And mm. speaking of dominance, we have to point out that Sean McDermott in his four years as head coach of the Buffalo Bills is 7-1 and one mm. against Robust. the Miami Dolphins, not just Josh I was Allen. supposed to be sitting in the sideline box with my boy Haffy, but I'm here with you guys. There we go. Uh, Shout uh, out to Haffy. Maybe, maybe you could fly your jet down there later. The <laughs> other two AFC Let's do that. facing yeah. off with the, Patri are the Patriots and the Jets. Uh, first rookie showdown of the year. What are we looking forward to in this matchup? I'm excited about this one, Triggs. Yeah, Chris has a friend named Haffy with a private jet. I've got a couple Uber X drivers I use to get to these games. Um, I, Those Jets, are your friends, too. Yeah, Jets gave I, up. I thought we were going to city bike. You know? Yeah, city bike. Uh, Jets gave up six sacks to the Panthers defense and nothing against Phil Snow's unit. The Patriots are a whole different beast. I think without Becton, it's going to be a rude awakening. He's. He's 20 and 6, Belichick, against rookie quarterbacks. I, I got to think that the Patriots take care of business against the Jets here. I like the Patriots quarterback. And I went back and watched every throw, not only in the first game, but in the preseason. Reminds me a lot of Matt Ryan. Mm. Hey, I think. All right. Now, people love Matt Ryan, but there's some other people think, wow, Matt, Matt Ryan, he could be a little bit better. I think the Patriots. Over the next 10 years, with that selection, they're going to get exactly what they want. That He is the Patriot way. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, well, here's the Patriot way. Belichick has played a rookie head coach quarterback combo like Sal and Wilson eight <laughs> times in his career. He is 7-1. The only loss, Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez, of the New York Jets, they would have to repeat that. Jets, let's go. Shock the world. Take this guy out. Belichick's won 10 straight. 10 straight over the Jets. This will be the first time in the history of the rivalry both teams are rolling out those rookie quarterbacks. All right. Next guest is a super friend of the show. What does he do? The noodling? What is it with the catfish? Remember? No. Yes. Any noodles? Yes. We talked that. about it on the show. It. Super Bowl champion, Eagles offensive tackle, Lane Johnson, joining the breakfast table after the break. But he wouldn't put his hand in. He put something like. Oh, with the actual real catfish. I yeah. Think on the internet. No. <laughs> we'll be back. I forgot about that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We love when this next guest comes to visit us. He's a friend of the show. He's also a dominant offensive lineman on what looked like the best offensive line in football last week. We call him Stonewall Johnson. He was the fourth overall pick in 2013 out of Oklahoma, and now he's a Super Bowl 52 champion doing a whole lot more. Just celebrated his 100th career start. Let's welcome in. Back to the table. Eagles tackle Lane Johnson. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, we know head coach Nick Sirianni likes to get you guys motivated, playing video clips to his team, teaching you lessons on how to pump you guys up. What was done before week one against the Falcons to have you guys come out there like a house on fire? You know, he just has a different approach, uh, I guess, to the way he coaches. I remember, you know, the night before the game, usually you're going over clips, in which we did. But, you know, before we broke out, he said everybody get up and start shaking their, their teammates' hands and give them hugs. So something I've never done, and we went around the room, and, and whenever we got done, he said, hey, that's the team. And uh, I think that really struck home with a lot of guys, and it was pretty cool. And, you know, my ninth year, I haven't been a part of anything like that, so felt really good. Lane, we love that story. We love learning little things about your coach, your team, and it's clearly working. You guys got the win. And I loved particularly seeing a video of rookie wide receiver Devontae Smith. He was dancing in the locker room, having the time of his life after the win. I don't know if this is probably after Sirianni's words there. What do you make of Devontae Smith and what you think he can accomplish this season? Because I know a lot of Philly fans are always wondering about the wide receivers there. I mean, when I look at him, I'm thinking Marvin Harrison. I don't want to put any huge comparisons on him um so i see that's unfair but uh he's uh he's unbelievable uh the separation he gets the quickness he has out of his breaks uh the sure hands uh and how serious he takes every week and and just how he's been since he's uh since he's been here in philly i think he's a phenomenal talent and i think he's only going to ascend into what he's meant to be that's awesome and i I know you are uh being cautious and respectful of your teammate. Our teammate here, Chris Carter, is nodding his head off his shoulders the second you said Marvin Harrison, man. So I think you are all over mm-hmm. it. He does look great. A lot of work to be done, but it's exciting. Let's go from uh, Marvin Harrison to uh, Guy Fieri. Can we talk about Kelsey's hair? What is, what is going on with your, your fellow lineman, Jason Kelsey? His hair, I heard there was a gentleman's agreement or something. Yeah, I think he's going to do a little bit of cooking and uh, when he gets done with practice, maybe make some wings and, mm-hmm. and get everybody headed to Flavortown. But uh, basically what happened, <laughs> he made a... He made a uh, he made a deal with uh, Ertz that he, if he wasn't traded by the end of training camp, then he would dye his hair. And so I guess he was expecting everybody else was expecting him to be traded, and and he's still here. And uh, next thing you know, he has a he has a, a blonde top, which I think looks I think looks pretty good. I think it looks better than what he had. So kudos to his barber. Lane, we know in the stands in Philadelphia, I played three years there, and there's always some fighting going on there, but. Sunday in Philadelphia, the best fight's going to be between the big guys. It's going to be a fat man fight. Can you break it down for me and let me know how your Eagles and that offensive line, how they stack up against probably the best defensive line in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, it's going to be a huge test for us. Uh, they have Eric Armstead, D. Ford, uh, Joey Bosa, Javon Kenlaw, and those guys. So they do a good job up front. Relentless motor. So we know what we're up against, uh, the players that we're up against, and and really, when you when you play guys like that, hopefully you can elevate yourself to to match it. So yeah, it'll it'll be a tremendous test for us. But 
uh, you know, I'm confident with the guys that we have up front. And, and really, it'll be our, you know, first big test of the year. Lane, I got to ask about the left tackle, Maialata. I oh, yes. uh, got the big extension. He's a, we love him on the show. Uh, your reaction to the way he performed in week one? I thought he played tremendous. I think now he can make, maybe buy the rest of the outback out there in Australia. So when I go and visit him, I yeah. have a, a lot of land to go. <laughs> Go run around on, but man, I, I'm happy for him. It's tremendous how much he's progressed in the you know past three or four years from not playing any football or knowing anything about it to where he is. Uh, and then you know uh, a guy his size, six eight, three seventy, whatever plus plus, uh, it's unbelievable. And I think the the sky is going to be the limit for for this man. Um, you know as he continues his journey through football. So I'm just glad to to be around it. Yeah, look, Lane, I, I think everyone in Philadelphia feels like this team embodies the city right now. Mm-hmm. Tough in the trenches. And the coach. And the coach is just living and breathing with the Eagles. It is a fun time to be an Eagles fan. Good luck this weekend when you guys go up against a very formidable 49ers opponent, the home opener. Oh, Enjoy yeah. it, Lane. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Week two is officially kicked off. There's a great slate of games coming to us on Sunday, so let's break down some of those best matchups with something we call Mad Minute. 60 seconds on the clock. The three of you share that 60, and we get through all of the matchups that are highly anticipated mm-hmm. for the weekend. How about Raiders going to Pittsburgh to face off against the Steelers? What has us going about this one? This is one of the great matchups all time. Yep. John Gruden going against Tomlin. One of the best press conferences, Gruden and Tomlin. But I'm watching T.J. Watt here. Okay. I mean, the dude, I like the boss move he had in training camp. Hey, man, y'all go ahead and practice. I'm going to be over here stretching a little bit. I'm going to have a little in-camp holdout. When y'all get my money right, when y'all bring the bag, then I'll bring the goods. So I'm watching T.J. Watt because he got a bag full of money, and he looked like he was worth it last Just week. Just 30 seconds for you two. There was a rookie left tackle for the Steelers who held his own last week in Moore uh, at a Texas A&M. Max Crosby and Anik Ngakwe are coming. Let's see if all those rookies... They started six rookies last week, Pittsburgh. Let's see if those rookies are up for it. It is tough, though, for the Raiders. Late night on Monday, traveling across country, short week. Derek Carr, let us love you. Let us celebrate you. He says after the game, my career is kind of roller coaster. It's like up and then crap. It's up right now. Keep it up. If you beat the, the Steelers and you go 2-0, and like you're going to be one of the biggest stories of the week. Go get it, Derek Carr. Guess who's won three of the last four matchups in this? Is it the Raiders? The Raiders have won three of the mm. last four. That's another Ooh, surprising stat. The Vikings head to the desert to take on the Cardinals. What are we watching for here? Eeny, meeny, miny, Kyle. I, I'm looking at the Cardinals. I'm looking at the, the Arizona Cardinals, and I didn't think I was going to be. Not a lot of love in the preseason. Not a lot of uh, for J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt looked incredible in week one. Chris Card was going on about his workout regimen, and he's changed and Is added he- weight. Uh, yeah, so listen, Vikings, one of the more uh, one of the more unimpressive teams week one and in the preseason. I think Arizona's going to win this game, and I think they win it pretty comfortably. Vikings uh, were giving up, I believe, the worst stats of all time under Mike Zimmer last season. They spent the whole offseason talking about their defense. They gave up 27 points, Oof. 370 yards passing, and Joe Burrow was lighting them up. What is Kyler going to do to them? In the desert, one quick note, Gus Johnson, Aqib Tlaib on the call for this uh, one for Fox. It might cool. be worth turning the volume up or down if you don't like that kind of thing. That's it. <laughs> Wow. That's going to be interesting. (laughs) I'm going with Patrick Peterson. First 10 years in the NFL in Arizona. Does a great job on and off the field. One of the great players, one of the great men that we have playing the game. Going against his former team for the first time. Cardinals held last year's leading rusher in Derrick Henry to just 58 yards Mm -hmm. last week. Now they have the NFL's second Mm. uh, best rusher in Dalvin Cook. Let's see if they can do it again. The Cowboys travel out west to battle it out against the Chargers. What intrigues you guys in that game? Peter, go. I loved what Dallas did on offense last week. They said, this is what you're going to give us and we're going to take it. And 
they decided to throw the ball all over the yard and completely dismiss the running game. Kyle mentioned this earlier. I don't think that's the game plan this week. I think that there's a much softer defensive line situation from the Chargers. I think the Cowboys can run the ball. They have to at least try to. This cannot be a team that passes the ball 80% and runs the ball 20% all season long. This has to be a running game if the Cowboys are going to win this one because you know the Chargers, they're going to want to air it out as well. You're talking about pressure. They lose this game, that being the boys. Right. They start 0-2, first time since 2010. How would they be able to get back in the race? Now, we know the East is going to be tight. Mm -hmm. But when Dallas, you put the team together, Dak's going to be healthy. There's no way that you draw it up and think, man, they're going to get the season started 0-2. I've talked about Zeke a lot when he used to do. Just one thing to look for in this game. Watch when Tony Pollard gets his hands on the ball. This is the backup to Zeke, the change of pace guy. He looks like he's got more burst. He looks like he's got more explosion. I know there's a contract thing and a fame thing and all that. I'm not totally convinced Zeke is the best running back on that team right now. I like Tony Pollard a lot. Watch him. You keep, you keep, you, and Brakes keep looking at Pollard. You've been saying this for a long time about me. I know, and I keep waiting, and every time Pollard gets the ball, I'm like, he's good, give him the ball. I don't know. Um, the Chargers have been waiting a long time to beat the Cowboys the last time. Oh, no, so, yeah, the Cowboys beat the Chargers the last time was 2005, guys. What? Mm. Uh, any guesses on the quarterbacks in that matchup, Peter? Rivers versus Romo? Drew Brees for the Chargers versus ah, Drew Bledsoe mm, okay. for Drew the versus- Cowboys. Oh, a little cool. fun trivia for you guys on a Friday. Uh, the Titans look to course correct. They're heading out to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. What's got us going about this one? If you like fantasy, you like big receivers, this is the game to go to. Because, man, these guys are ginormous. Let's go DK Metcalf, Ole Miss guy, versus another Ole Miss guy, A.J. Brown. And look for Julio Jones after getting scalded in the press conference. Mm-hmm. Look, Watch for Julio, the silent assassin, to make a comeback. Uh, Tennessee got to do something. <laughs> this is, that was a crazy, crazy <laughs> – they got to do something, anything. I would take that kind of energy, Chris. They didn't even have it. But I say it all the time. It's fine. It's okay. You can lose week one. You can get embarrassed week one. You cannot show up even like a, a hint of what you had last week. Or, Peter, like, it's, we're not talking about them. They can't do 0-2 like that. I think that the Titans got a wake-up call, and if they don't show up in this one. It's news? It's, well, it's time to be concerned. I, I'm not going to be panicked yet about the Titans. Me neither. To roll out week one after a whole offseason of hype, of all this buildup, and then at home lay a complete egg against the Cardinals, now they have to go into Seattle. If they come out flat in this one, it's panic time. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's mm. as if this team was reading the headlines all summer. Mm. The Titans remind me of a, a guy that wants to portray himself as being real tough, a studio gangster. You know, they got bullied. Mm. And they're mm. used to bullying people the last several years. Yeah. It's okay, I'm not looking for trouble. It's okay, it's going to be by your drink. No, 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 you got trouble. Yeah, I got shot eight times in my face. But I really went to a private um, school. Okay, that's a good that's analogy. Funny. To your point on Julio, I will say fantasy perspective, and I know Tennessee was not out the gates hot, but he averages more yards per game in this matchup against Seattle in his career than any receiver. 129.5, I do believe. 20, sorry, 129.2 yards per game against Seattle in his career. Obviously a different team, different offense, but I would feel good about Julio Jones, that big body by receiver. It's, what did you call him, a silent killer? Oh, yeah, silent mm-hmm. Him. You know, all the receivers don't talk a bunch, like myself and a few mm. other ones. Some of them, we just need a few quiet ones. He's one of them. We'll see what he can do this weekend. Finally, this week's Sunday night football matchup brings us the fourth edition mm. of Lamar v. Mahomes. Chiefs heading to Baltimore to face off against the Ravens. Let us start with Kyle. It is a more interesting National Football League if one of these young AFC quarterbacks can smite Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. He's never lost to Lamar. He's never lost to Josh Allen. He's never lost to Baker Mayfield. He's perfect. 
If Lamar wins this game, it's like, okay, maybe the Chiefs are fallible. And I'm not rooting for that. I'm rooting for some sort of playing field in which they don't just wield their torch and light everybody on fire. Lamar, go have a game. Knock this thing off your shoulder. Let's beat this guy. Sometimes teams are just stung by the injury bug. And it can, I mean, I thought they really missed Marcus Peters last week. I think that hearing that Marquise Hollywood Brown might not play Sunday is a huge loss. If I'm a Ravens fan, I'm wearing bubble wrap to that game, and I'm just hoping that I don't get injured. It's one of those deals where some teams are just stung. I, I just don't know what happened with the Ravens this year, and I hope they can, can be competitive in this one. Sunday night game, Chris and Al, we'll see. Mm. But did not look good at the end of that game. I remember making a lot of trips to Green Bay when Brett Favre was dominant. Yep. And I remember we'd make adjustments on the sideline, and I'd be like, hey, I, I, I got to watch this guy. That's who Patrick Mahomes is for me. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't care where it is. I don't care what I'm doing. Gonna watch I got to see the kid. I, I mean, he is magic, magic waiting to happen. <laughs> At GMFA, I will say the last time the Ravens beat the Chiefs, guys. Just fun fact, 2012, the score was 9-6 to six on Justin Tucker field goals. He had three field goals. Hopefully this one is a little bit higher scoring than that one. All right, we've got more Good Morning Football on the way. Who's fantasy stock went up after the week one performance? We've got best fantasy values for week two. Top five Friday coming up. Week two is fun in fantasy because someone who killed it week one will have zero. It's, it's always a You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's top five for 
Friday. Going to give you my five best fantasy values for week two. Let's get this going. And yeah, it is Joe Burrow up against the Bears. Impressive last week. He had two touchdowns. He had 261 yards in his return from that knee injury. Now he's got that Bears secondary that really looked lost against Stafford and the Rams last Sunday night. I would start him over Jameis, who's got the Panthers. I would start Burrow over Ryan Tannehill, who's got a tough one against the Seahawks at running back. I liked in daily last week, Chase Edmonds. He's got the Vikings. Edmonds 106 on 16 touches against Tennessee, showing out on the ground and in the passing game. Minnesota struggled last week, guys. They gave up over 100 on the ground to Joe Mixon. Uh, a lot of running backs with bad matchups this week. If you have Josh Jacobs, gets the Steelers. Woof. James Robinson up against the Broncos. I don't like that matchup either. I think Edmonds does have some nice PPR potential. So in daily, especially, get him in your lineup. Mm. Another running back for you, because there's tough matchups. Broncos rookie. Your guy. Love this dude. Javante Williams. Let's have a week. Yeah, he's got the Jacks. 14 carries last week in the split backfield with Melvin Gordon. With that beautiful long show run, of course. But the Broncos can beat up on the Jags, and it'll give Mr. Williams plenty of chances to get you some points. At wide receiver, Mike Williams. I know Chris Carter's like, mmm, I like the matchup, Chris. I want a piece of the action in what should be a high-scoring game. That's what I'm looking for. Chargers, Cowboys. He had 12 targets last week, so volume, that's the thing. He had 83 yards and a touchdown. Some people have him as low as a wide receiver three. He's developing rapport, though, with Herbert, and I do think he has a big day against this Cowboys secondary. Finally, tight end Robert Tunney. Stock down across the board on the entire Packers offense, but I think they have a big bounce back this week. It's the Lions, it's Monday night, and Tanyan did find the end zone in both matchups against Detroit last year. I think he keeps that going and ends up inside the top 10 at the position when all is said and done on Monday. All right, let's take a look at the full list and Chris Carter, Mike Williams, a little iffy on him, but what about the, against the iffy Cowboys? Well, the problem is with Mike Williams, he doesn't get a lot of separation. So there's always going to be a DB in the picture. When you watch his highlight tape, there's going to be a guy in the picture because he just doesn't get that much separation. I just like at this point in his career, for one, stay healthy. But I need some separation. Make it easier for the quarterback. Mike Williams, I'm excited about these matchups this week. I think you're spot on with the quarterback spot. After what we saw last week from the Bears' defense, it sounds so uncharacteristic. But with that defensive backfield, I almost feel like it's a must-start against whoever they were playing. Joe Burrow looked great against a better Vikings defensive backfield. The Bears' defense looked lost with Stafford out there. I think it might be must-start for the first couple weeks against the Bears' defense, which sounds crazy. Burrow might just slice them up, though. Even on the road. Welcome back to Good Morning Football Friday morning, which means we get to say hello to our work brother and the host of Nickelodeon's brand-new NFL Slime Time back here on Good Morning Football, joining us from the set of his new gig, CBS Mornings. I think I got that right. Nate, correct me if I'm wrong. Nate Burleson joining us. Nate. What's up, everybody? How you doing? What's up, GMFB fam and GMFB viewers? How's everybody doing this morning? Great. Good. So good. 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 It's Friday. good to see you. You look like a million bucks, kid. Let's talk about last week. We talked to you after Tom Brady outdueled Dak Prescott. It was right. the season opener. Who right. would have thought last night's battle between Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones would almost be as exciting? What an incredible game. Crazy finish. What did you make of Heineke's performance last night? Do you think he could be the long-term dude? Oh, yeah. Listen, he came in the game right Right out the gate, and he took a very bad sack, and I was thinking, oh, boy, this is going to get ugly. But before it got ugly, 
It got better. He was dropping dimes. What I love about him is he can step up in that pocket with no fear. And just having the composure, knowing that it's a close game back and forth, and then putting your team in position to win the game at the end. And some of these balls, the placement was fantastic. And then I saw him on the sideline waiting for that field goal to go in. I think that Heineke could be the answer. And we saw what Chase Young said about him last year. He's like, Heineke's the guy. And last night, it looked like he was. Nate, you used to always say before Friday shows, let's take this off the rails today. Let's take this off the rails. We have somebody across from us on the table right now. After the Chris Carter era was over with the Minnesota Vikings, basically the Vikings looked to this skinny, long-legged guy from the University of Nevada, Reno, to come and take over his job and try to fill in that gap. Chris Carter is now here filling your seat. It's sort of poetic and strange. What do you remember about walking into Mini post-Carter, and what do you think of this guy's game? He's a legend. Listen, uh, you know, I, I would be looked at as a clown coming in as a rookie if I thought that I was going to fill the shoes of Chris Carter um, because they were as big as clown shoes. I didn't want to come in and be Chris. It was impossible. He was one of the best to ever do it. An incredible route runner. I'm also the one-headed catches. And the toe-drag swag before it became, quote-unquote, toe-drag swag, Chris been doing that. So what I wanted to do is just mm-hmm. work as hard as I could when I got out there on the field. Chris is one of the best to ever play the game. So when I landed in Minnesota, it wasn't about being the next Chris. It was just about being the best Nate Burleson I could be. You like that, Chris? Mm. Oh, that's nice. That's that's the real deal. <laughs> now, Nate, I know, man. That's the real deal. We've made our living yeah. either catching this football or talking about this football. That's right. But those that's who right. know you know that you are a serious broadcaster. Now, I got a no real doubt. question for you. Lynn Swan and a number of others. We have a great legacy as far as wide receivers, transition to broadcasters. But very few people have been cast the way you've been cast. The next Michael Strahan, and we love Stray, give me the responsibility as far as a young announcer and the next generation that's really looking up to you, Nate, as you transition from sports to news and back to sports. I appreciate those kind words. And I've been seeing some tweets and people saying that Chris Carter is filling in for you on the show. No, he's not. I've been pulling a Chris Carter since I left the game. You were in TV um, while I was still playing. So, so let me say this. I've always followed in your footsteps on and off the field. And, and you should mention yourself along with Ahmad Rashad as well. Um, Minnesota Vikings who have successfully transitioned out of sports into a different space. Gail King says this a lot. Uh, we have a front row seat to history. And what we do is we package that up and we give that to the viewer on a daily basis. There is a responsibility to inform the right way, uplift, and then also entertain, um, which, you know, I'm I'm sure I can do occasionally. um, But I embrace the obligation. We embrace the obligation here at this table um, because there's people that need exactly what we're giving them on a daily basis so they can feel equipped when they go take on the world. But then also we want to make them smile. So as chaotic as the world may be at times, we'll tell them about it. But we also want to make them feel like the world isn't as bad as it seems because it isn't. Well said, bro. Well said. And we'll be cheering for you the whole way in your journey. And you will be fantastic. That's beautiful. I appreciate that. And and, and let me say this, Chris. You know, I hear the Michael Strahan comparisons, and I'm thankful for that. I appreciate it. I get it. Young African-American male that's transitioned out of football into the news space. Strahan has done it. He has rewritten the blueprint of guys that have come before him. But just like in sports, 
I also want to prove why I'm different. You know, when people said, man, you have good routes and you do certain things like these guys, I want to go out on the field every single day to show you why Nate Burleson was just a little bit different. So as much as I am thankful for the comparisons to Strahan, I wake up every day hoping that the viewers see something different in me because I do bring something different to the table. It's all great, and you're so spot on, and you're going to make your own path. You're not the next Strahan. You're the first Nate Burleson, and that's great. But one of the other reasons we love you on this show is that you have fun, mm-hmm. and you can talk about anything. Come and on. I'm going to bring it to a much more serious topic, Nate. Come on. You're going to get serious on this piece? Yes. I mean, uh, you know, Chris Carter speaking, he's waxing poetic about your career. I love it. But who else mm-hmm. can talk about the fact that Conor McGregor threw a drink at Machine Gun Kelly and got Megan mm-hmm. Fox mm-hmm. all wet? What was your take on that at the VMAs on Sunday night? First of all, Conor McGregor was in his feelings. I feel like he wanted to go take a picture with MGK. MGK was like, nah, fam, I might go to your fights, but I'm not feeling you as a person. And then he wanted to go through. Who throws a drink? Who throws a drink? It's like also power. Who throws a shoe? Like, Conor McGregor, you're fighting. You're throwing water on the red carpet? That's unreal to me. So shout out to MGK for keeping his cool with this girl right there and Conor McGregor for not keeping his cool. Come on, that was lame to me. Good take. He does it all. Nate Burleson <laughs> joining us uh, on his weekly just hangout with us, or reunion. Uh, as if you needed another job, Nate, you have a new show. It's called NFL Slime Time. It debuted Wednesday night on Nickelodeon. Congratulations. It was a huge hit. We're trying to bridge the gap between the young fan and the traditional fan so a mom and dad can watch the game with a, a, an 11-year-old who might be into football but not as much. Uh, we're going to have weekly appearances by your favorite athletes and celebrities. This week it was John Cena who was in a fantasy league with us. Next week it's going to cool. be a surprise so you have to tune in. So tune in every Wednesday to watch Slime Time. We certainly will. Nate, love having you on the show. Thanks for stopping by. Takes on Machine Gun Kelly and Taylor Heineke all in one swoop. We love you, Nate. Love you, fam. This is our last segment for week two of the NFL season, and we've got your game picks. Right now, it is time for our signature segment, our GMFB certified 100% grade-A grass-fed top choice pigskin picks of the week. We're each going to pick one game, make it our lock for week two. We've done this for a few years now. I had the producers do research on this. We've never gotten one wrong in the history of the segment. So, Chris, don't drop the ball. Peter, keep the undefeated streak going. Who wins this weekend? I'm looking at an upset. I'm looking at a team that has lost five straight to a division rival and a team that is going to hold its own in its home opener. Brian Flores, what are you about? I'm going with the Dolphins as my... Peace trades. Bills on two. Beat them Bills. Miami, I see you two ups. The lefties. Tua beats Allen. Dolphins win. Mr. Let's Worldwide, peace trades. That's it. Chris, what do you got? Oh, I like it. I'm looking at the Bucks hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. okay. All right. I've talked about AB. I think that Antonio is the best receiver on Tampa Bay. He had a healthy offseason. And for those who hit me up, even one of the members at the desk here asked me, how is he doing mentally? I still believe he's one of the elite receivers that we have. That's why I'm going with the Buccaneers as my. Yeah, yeah. Up, Flame up. 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 Flame up.
Now you just can do whatever you want, Chris. CMFB certified. 100% grade A. Grass fed. Grass fed. Top choice. Pitch in. Pick of the week. My man. Well done. Let's do this. You've had fun here, haven't you, Chris? It's pretty good. Just a little bit. Pretty good deal. I've got my eye on the Chargers hosting the Cowboys. Talked about this one a lot. Cynthia Freeland backed me up saying there's going to be some big plays made. It should be high scoring. No Demarcus Lawrence. I think Derwin James makes a big play in this one. Justin Herbert absolutely lights it up. To Mike Williams, to Keenan, to whoever's out there catching passes, I'm going to go with the Chargers mm. over mm. the Cowboys mm. for my... Light up. Flame up! Yeah! Go ahead. Okay. Get it! My neck, my neck just completely Careful, careful, careful. goes with the Chargers... And she is gassed out. I don't blame her. It's the end of the week. We're all feeling that way. But I'm going to try something for this segment every week. I'm going to always use the MVP to pick my uh, top choice pick of the week. This week, we saw Nate Burleson. He had Kyler Murray as the Nickelodeon valuable player, which is why I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals over the Vikings as my... Give me the ball, Chris. Oh, Give me the ball. Yeah. We have a Viking on here, so I'm picking against the Vikings. You, you grab it, and then you put it away, Chris. You grab it, and then you put it away. Exactly right. That's it. That's my pick. I'm taking it. The Cardinals. Peter, give me one of these. No, no, no. The other one with the ball. Peter Schrager, follow me at P-Shrags on Twitter. Yeah. Let me check my phone. Uh, Enter. Oh, yeah. I have some news. Chris Carter, are you with us on Monday? Let's do it. Huh? I had no idea. I'm Welcome I'm back. What? Chris Carter's back on Monday for highlights. Enjoy Welcome the Welcome back. <laughs> Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 